Hey guys, and welcome to episode 181 of the Startup Diary. I am here today with my lovely co-host, Adam Callow. Yo, I'm back. back. I, feel like I feel like I've been you, off. Yeah, we've been away. We've been away for a week, uh, which we can only... Well, I'll apologize for the both of us. Um, we did have a bunch of listener questions, which you can uh, send your question in to harrison at experttrades.com. Uh, but we're not going to go with the questions today, Adam. I'm wanna, I want to, I want to kind of jump into your mood. I want to, I want to lie you down on the couch and ask you a few questions. Um, the vibe's been, well, I know we've been super busy, uh, but the vibe and the energy. I've been trying to get us on the mics. We, uh, we're trying to be more consistent with the show. You've literally popped into the office like three times with like. Uh... <laughs> We're recording and I'm like, no, we're not. Tapping the watch like, hey, could, we can just uh, say, so, yeah, so it's not been, um, well, yeah, there's been no show last week. Uh, there's not been a show on Monday. So we're finally there. on the mics. Uh, Adam, do you want to explain what's been going on in your life, in our lives? And yeah. Yeah. Um, firstly, What's really weird is we had a record download day the week that we don't put a show out. I know, yeah. Like, uh, and that's the, that's the reason that we sort of uh, sat down this morning. That was the, and, that was and the only way I could get you back on the mic. So I'm like, see, people are listening. <laughs> they're, they're re-downloading to see if we're back. <laughs> I, I, think, I think just being really honest, um, the last sort of uh, probably three, two, three weeks, predominantly three weeks, uh, I've just really found a little bit tough in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a number of different reasons why, and I appreciate the fact that you've been trying to drive stuff home to get the show done. And I know we've said it a number of times before, and we've been extremely consistent, which I really like, the Monday, Wednesday, Friday shows. But at some points, uh, I guess it's just the nature of running a startup. I can kind of feel, by the way, now I'm thinking about it, I can feel my energy just being mm. sapped a little bit, and I'm I'm coming out of it now. But I'm going to turn the pitch up on your mic just a bit so you sound a little bit happier. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, I think it's some of the nature of just running a startup. At some points, just things get on top of you, um, and there's just been uh, like three or four things converging over the last sort of three, four weeks, uh, and I've had to just be really strict with my time. I've just had to just basically knuckle down and just make sure that the core business is not getting affected. Mm. Uh, because yeah, it doesn't take us a huge amount of time to do the show. We we probably spend an hour or two planning episodes a week, and then we probably spend another three hours recording. But that's still five hours a week to do three shows, um, and I, I just couldn't warrant it. And more than anything, I probably just would have come across like a bit of a dick. Like I, I know I can be anyway. I would have. <laughs> I fully appreciate that, um, but but just more than normal. My, my, like. I know I tend to be a little like the word in the office has been a little bit sassy occasionally. Mm. Um, Aggie, is Aggie, a term that's, that's the there. one that's been thrown around. Um, but that's just me normally. Like, I can be like that. I just tend to be fairly direct. But the last couple of weeks, it's just been a bit, a bit on top for me. Um, so apologies for not jumping on the mics with you, Harry. And Harry's been trying to drive this home and, and get some stuff done. Uh, so uh, yeah, from what do you want me to dig into, mate? Like, where do you want to take it? Uh, so what's what's really getting you down at the moment what's where's the hardest what's the hardest thing you've been struggling with uh over the past couple of weeks sales like for me um and largely like sales haven't been bad but mm. i'm a, i'm a natural salesman like i've for anyone that's new to the show like i started life sort of doing tele sales and knocking doors selling mm. gas and electricity hustling yeah like that's like that's the hardest form of sales to do and i really admire anyone that i still see doing that um 
and when I build this sales team and expert trades, like they're the people I'm going to go after. Um, but I'm a natural salesperson, so having having targets and bits like that is important to me. Um, we've got a lot of cost in the business now, mm-hmm. um, and I take that as a massive responsibility. And as we grow more people, we're we've we've grown our team a little bit in the last sort of three months, but um, we've also hired a, a large number of freelancers. So there's sort sort of stuff like I felt the cold a little bit in Feb in terms of. We had a really, really good month in Jan. Mm, yeah. I actually think we had our record month in Jan. Um, outside of like partnership renewals and stuff like that, like on the on the core bread and butter business, we had our best ever month in Jan, which is fantastic. Yep. Um, but then naturally I want to beat that. Uh, and I spent all January sort of focusing on that, focusing on closing business and that caused some issues. On top of that... Um, we sort of had a nightmare 18 months ago working with an agency. And yeah. it wasn't just working with the agency during that period. It was all the knock-on effects that, that it's caused. I, I honestly think, if I look back over 2017, that Mark, is probably, Mark, our CTO, has probably spent a third of the year himself unwinding problems yeah. that the agency put into <laughs> our app and trying to resolve them. Um, and... So I sort of vowed at that point, no, no, if we need anything done, we bring it in-house. Mm. And last year, we'd, we'd really tried to hire people, um, native app developers, because we're doing a massive improvement to our app at the moment. Um, and trying to hire people is tough, like trying to find good quality people. Within the budget that we've got for the business is hard. Um, because we're at a point now where like, I'm not giving equity away and stuff like that. Some some core members of the team have equity. We've covered that off in a previous show. Um but it basically just comes down to financials. And even if they believe in the mission of the business and we've got a great culture, it comes down to money. Mm. So that's proven really tough. So we've engaged an agency that we've sort of tried to do more due diligence on and bits like that. But that's sort of, I've got my own worries around that and the impacts that that has. Um, and to be honest, today we'll probably know more about it because we'll have to go and see them again. Yep, um, looking forward to that. And then um, outside of that, just I've got a general concern just of plodding along like i'm not in this to plod along in the business i'm we've implemented scrum um which if anyone listening is a new is a not a new it's new to us it's a way of working and it's a massive time sap for us on a monday like we get nothing else done so we do scrum meetings on a monday we review every team and what's happening that week and in theory what it allows us to do is go go away for the rest of the week and focus on what we need to get done and review it the following monday but more than anything, it's just put sort of spotlights on the business that we're at risk of just uh, plodding along because we need more resource mm. or or absolutely burning out. Um, we were in last Sunday. We were in on Sunday, seven till, sorry, 11 till like seven. Yeah. Uh, and that was because the workload was just on top. I was speaking to one of the board and they're like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, oh, we're in the office. And they're like, why are you in the office? I'm like, it's not just me. Like half the team's in. Like Mark, Mark pulled a 20 hour session on Sunday to get Tool Talk Plus out the door. Ledge. Like we're, we're all, we're all digging in right now. Yeah. And I think that's needed in a startup. But on top of that, I also think that there is a, there is a fact that I need to look after the team. I need to make sure people mm. don't, don't burn out. Like Edie the other day, she was fucking basically dying at her desk. <laughs> I was like, go home. Yeah, it was tonsillitis, was, wasn't it? Yeah, she was, in, she yeah, was bad. Uh, I was like, just go home. She was like, no, I've got stuff to do. And I was like, I had to just sort of, and it made me think about it a little bit. It's like, yeah, she could finish her work for three hours and she could come in tomorrow. But I was like, go home. If you're feeling great tomorrow, work from home. Have a lie-in because like, 
the team we've got at the moment with the amount of work we do if one of those people drops out is ill for a week a month whatever like things this house mm. of cards will come down like we, we need to add some yeah. formality and stability into this and that comes down with having more people in the company which then comes back to it's a, it's a vicious cycle <laughs> then that comes back to if we need more people we need more money in the business so we need to go and sell more um, I'm not of the mindset of raising for the sake of raising I'm protecting the equity in the business like you wouldn't believe and that's more of a sign of commitment that I know we're onto something special um, so yeah that's, that's that's where I'm at I don't know where you want to take it but <laughs> that's where I'm at there's a lot uh <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there um i actually just wrote down a couple of bits kind of key things to jump on we'll, what let's start with the first one we'll probably spread these out over the next two or three episodes okay um depends on how much of a, Keep it very of a rant real. you want to go on <laughs> okay <laughs> um but yeah so the kind of the, the first thing you started off was with was the sales mm-hmm. um we've had a great month but in jan in Jan, yep. uh, but now you're feeling the pain now. What what, what does that mean? So I, th- I think the key thing for anyone listening to understand is if you're not in sales, uh, every product has a sales cycle, mm-hmm. every product, regardless. And it can be a very, very short sales cycle. It can be a day, it can be an hour, whatever it is. It can be a week, a month, three months, 90, it, whatever it is, everything has a cycle that you have to go through. And when you start off business, you don't understand your sales cycle um, because you don't know whether the thing that we sell, the partnerships to expert trades that we sell we didn't know whether that was going to be a two-week conversation or a six-month conversation and we can now kind of understand it's about a three-month sales cycle mm-hmm. so what that basically means is if i start a conversation with someone in january who is a good fit yeah. who is interested and i've uh, sort of uh, validated that this is the right person it's still going to take me three months to get sign off from those the people in the company that are involved um and getting uh getting a contract done so that's three months to get that done so and we've got other things in the company like a a website package that's our sort of our core bread and butter a sales cycle of that can be as short as 12 hours Uh, because we raise some interest we get them on the phone 12 24 hours we can get a sale done so if you look at what we do we sort of do like a 250 pound deals and five figure deals and nothing in between (laughs) So what that results in as a business is we don't have something that fits that sort of three, four, five week sales cycle. Um, and the net result of that is if you are not putting stuff into the top of your sales funnel and thinking about securing new business, then regardless of how good this month is, regardless of how good January is, for example, if you haven't done the work in November and December, then your February is going to be terrible. And I can do things to speed up my sales cycle. But what I've basically done in December and January is just focus on closing business. And now I'm looking at my lead funnel now and I'm like, I've had a really good few months because I've closed business, I've done well, but I haven't spent any time nurturing new business and bringing it in. So February for me has proved a very, very difficult month because I've gone, wow, I've got to, I've got to go from a three-month sales cycle to a four-week sales cycle. Mm. <clears throat> And this is also, people have to understand that we are a venture-backed company. There's a bit of formality in the business. We have budgets. We have management accounts. So like reporting back against the success of the business is something I have to do on a monthly basis. So for me this month, it's it's been that. It's I haven't worked effectively in the last three months ensuring I've got a consistent pipe flow of sales. And if you don't do that, I call it hunting and farming. It's not a yeah. term that I've made, but it's one that I like. You can spend your time hunting for new business uh sorry farming new business or hunting and closing business i've basically spent all my time closing 
the hunting time, I have not spent enough time finding a business and farming that out and building those relationships. So it's, it, it sound, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like, like a, a kind of a time management kind of issue, as in you've been farming, 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 and then have you almost farmed too much to then try and close? Or obviously you want to fill the funnel as, with as many targets as possible. Like how do you, are you suffering from not allocating time to farm it's exactly that it's i have take january as the example i have looked i've looked at my calendar and everyone has a set number of hours Mm -hmm. in the day uh and regardless of which mentality you subscribe to about working 20 hours a day 10 hours a day four hours whatever it is whether you're doing 24 hours yeah whether you're doing a tim ferris or a gary v those sort of extremes (laughs) like four hour work week down to a bloody let's hustle for 16 hours a day um there is a finite number of hours in the day mm-hmm. that you need to allocate. And what I've basically done is I've allocated, if I look at Jan, I looked at my, the end of my sales cycle and said, those people are in negotiation stage, those people are in proposal stage, and those people are ready to close. And I've gone, okay, I'm gonna put my time and energy and effort into those and get those deals over the line. And I haven't at all looked at the top of the funnel and gone, okay, uh, this is fine, I can close that business off, but that's short-term wins, mm. as in, if I put all my energy in that, I'll have a very good month. And what I what I don't, what I didn't do, and looking back, it's so stupid of me, I didn't say, but if I don't put some stuff in the top of the funnel, then I'm not gonna have any conversations to have in Feb. Um, so it's really important for me moving forward that I don't just think about this month's numbers, I think about it on a bigger scale. I think thinking of it on a quarterly basis will help me, rather than, rather than having, I have a monthly budget and monthly targets I need to hit uh, and having the the bigger the bigger view on the business in terms of I'm going to ebb and flow on a month to month basis but my quarterly targets are what I should really be holding myself extremely accountable to because what it's really done is I've looked at my numbers in Jan and I've said okay I need to hit my goal and it's made me make some bad decisions in terms of where I spend my time for short term gains like hit my target have a good month and if I thought actually if, if I look at it on a Jan, Feb, March, Q1 basis, mm. uh, I would have took a more holistic approach in terms of actually let me let me just ease back a little bit. Don't try and smash 20% above target, whatever it is. Let me just have a, a more, I don't know. Yeah, sm- I was going to say, view. is it uh, is it something to be said for obviously, obviously you want to overachieve, you want to smash mm-hmm. it out of the park all the time. But it sounds like by what you're actually doing <laughs> is you give, you're you making it harder for yourself in the long run because you're trying to overachieve in the short term. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm basically not allocating time on my sales funnel. Mm. I'm just allocating time on closing, mm. um, which is not, I go from one extreme to the other. Like I'm extremely long-term thinking with a business, hence me not wanting to raise money and hold equity and bits like that. Um, but I also have this understanding of money in the business fixes everything. In terms of if I close some more contracts and I bring some great new partners on board, that brings revenue into the business. I can then go and hire the three, four, five, six people I know mm, I need to hire next. Yeah. And rather than do that in the next 18 months, I can do that in the next six, which allow our community to benefit because we've got more resource, more skills. We can move faster. So I'm always trying to balance that. Like I want to move as fast as physically possible. And also I need to make sure that I don't break things along the way. And it's it's that that constant struggle that I'm doing at the moment. And February is the first month where I've really noticed it and felt it. I can tell. Um, so what, I guess, what's what's your own personal take-homes from this? Obviously, you've mentioned 
quarterly targets mm-hmm. like is what what approaches are you going to now try and implement to <laughs> make sure this doesn't happen in the future because i'm yeah. checking in on you <laughs> yeah no it's 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 taking it back to like uh sales 101 which is thinking about your overall sales funnel and assigning value so the thing is that i don't do at the moment and when people listen to this they'd be like you're an idiot anyone that does sales about like, this is obvious but i don't really track the value of deals in my pipeline until we're at a negotiation stage until we've got a proposal on a contract and bits like that and we're talking about that i don't really track the deals in the pipeline why is it i, I just i don't know i just don't i don't allocate the time to it i just i just is generally it, is don't. It because the value can fluctuate or um no i think it's because i'm a cynic i think what's, what's really <laughs> yeah what's really interesting is when i think about if i'm teaching someone sales what i would teach them and what i do are very different things like I'm contradicting You'd be myself. An awful teacher. Though. Yeah, no, exactly. Because I would be telling them that like, you need to assign value. Realize the irony of. of, of <laughs> yeah, of, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. And this is where like I'm. I beat my. I. I I don't do what I need to be doing because I get distracted with other things. You don't practice what you should. I, well, you don't. You should be practicing what you preach. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't but it's, it's the, st- All the, time. the stuff that I know and the thing is you procrastinate you make excuses yeah. um, and I literally like I in my head I said I don't have time to do the admin for this deal I'll just remember and I'll just like I'll know that this is a 6k deal or a 9k deal and I don't think about my, when I do my reporting what I was trying to really drill into when I do my reporting I don't assign a value on my management account or anything like that to deals in the pipeline so what the only yeah. number that is reported is deals closed. Whereas we could, me, the board, the team could make a a much broader, honest view of the business health if we said, okay, what have you closed? What's in the pipeline in the middle stages? Who are you speaking to? Okay. What's the value in the, what's the value of deals you've got in the pipeline from top of the funnel, middle of the funnel to bottom of the funnel? Because then all of a sudden, if I'd done that in November, December, people would have seen you're closing deals, Adam, great. Mm. But the middle of the funnel and top of the funnel, the value has gone down massively. You're going to run into a problem in Jan, Feb, March, April if you don't okay. fix this. That's interesting. So, so there's like a lack of reporting basically in the sense that... Like, I know what the deal is in the, the top of the funnel. I know it's a 7K deal. And I'm not saying I'm not doing that because that would just be fucking stupid. What I'm saying is I'm not allocating a value to that on, for me or my reports or anything like that. When it comes to actually reviewing the data, there's yeah. no there's no data for you to be to to draw attention to the fact that yeah. there's there's no leads in the pipeline. In our management accounts, <clears throat> and our, we have a monthly report document that goes across with it, with our sort of tool talk reviews mm. and and all this good stuff. Um, there is nothing in there that takes consideration the work that is happening, the work in progress, the whip, the work in progress, the stuff that is in progress at the moment that has a value assigned to it. And I think if I saw that and I was looking at that number. Uh, the way I look at every other number in the business, because I'm really diligent when it comes to every metric that we track, but you don't know what you don't know. And I don't know what's in the middle of the top of the funnel because I haven't assigned a value to it in my reports. So when I get this PDF through and I look at where we're at, everything looks good. It's I'm tricking myself. Everything looks good. December was good. January is good. And in Feb, I'm like, fuck. If so I, I guess the figures just kind of fall off. Yeah, it's just like off a cliff. And I feel like like we've luckily... Like uh, we've had some opportunities that have basically been given to us and we've said, okay, great. And we've managed to have a reasonable month. I've still got, I've still got 36 hours. Uh, and that's how I'm thinking like now. And that's where the stress is coming out. I've still got 36 hours for this month. Um, and it's, 
it's if I'd known these numbers in the pipeline, things would be a lot different for me. And that's the biggest takeaway that I've got. Uh, and I've only just sort of come to that last week. I've only just realized that if I'd known middle of the pipeline or my sales funnel and assigned a value to it in my reporting, that would highlight red flags. And this, is only, this isn't a problem for people that are three, six months into the business. You just guys got to go out and sell and pay your wages. Mm. And that's where I was at five years ago. And that is super important. Don't let anything else distract you. As you grow the team and you get more costs and you need to, yeah. and you have bigger sales cycles, the thing that's really painful is the sales cycle. And as isn't too bad, as is three months roughly. You get, you get enterprise companies and they have a 90, 120, 360, like they have long ass sales cycles. Um, our job is twofold for me. The takeaways for me are understand what's in the funnel and assign a value to that and report back on that weekly so I can see the health of the business in the funnel. I've also pulled in resource from the team. So Sarah, who looks after verified accounts, I've basically said, I don't have time to do top of the funnel stuff. And that's what I'm saying about the admin side. I don't have time to to go through tool talk or to go through people that are spending money in spaces that they shouldn't be, print advertising where it's done money and we can replace it, all that good stuff. I haven't got time to go through the magazines and find the marketing contact and go through LinkedIn and use sales navigator and all that stuff. So now Sarah's doing all that for me because where I should be spending my time is doing the meetings, closing the deals. Uh, so I've fixed that. So I've got top of the funnel stuff taking mm-hmm. place. I'm reporting back on it. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that's sort of where, where I'm at this month. Big old ramble. Big old ramble. Interesting though. Like it's, yeah, it's sort of lofty. Uh, sales is hard. It's something that you've just got to keep. Uh, like the to have that much vision, uh, obviously depending on the length of the sales cycle, but to have the vision of um, to keep in mind what's coming or what needs mm-hmm. to be coming up, and then also <laughs> eyes on the prize of closing the existing deals. It's uh, it, it's. There's if, a lot of balls to be juggling all of the time. Uh, you just got to make sure you're juggling the right ones. A hundred percent. And if if to, we were to just use a local clown <laughs> reference, <laughs> if if we were just looking to, if I thought, great, the team we've got now is all we need, then the velocity that I need to move doesn't need to change. Mm. I'm ambitious, so that would never happen. But where we're at, it's we need more people, and people cost a lot of money and time. Uh, so that's why I want. That's why my focus is on those numbers. And people are probably wondering, like, where, like, where are you getting your targets from? Like, where, what, like, are these arbitrary numbers that you just made up? Like, to be honest, when you raise some money, things get a little bit formal. You have to create what's called a budget. So we have a April to April, April to, is it April to April? I don't know. April to May or May to April, whatever it is. May to April, we have a budget. CEO, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm tired. <brother. laughs> tired. Um, so we have we have a budget and. Uh, the thing that I really help, I'm really, really proud of is we've had a budget even to the point where it was just me and one of the early investors in the company and we were basically writing down a budget at a Weatherspoons over a pint for the year. Four years ago when I started <laughs> that and then it moved from Weatherspoons into Tesco, then it moved into a boardroom. We've been doing this for four years now and I've been within 5% of my budget every single year. And that's wow. unheard of. That's just genuinely unheard of. And what, why, why do you think that is though? Is that just like fluke <laughs> chance or you've just been very... Um... I know exactly what it is. And this this is why I know that when when this topic came up in our board meeting, like we've Adam, you're very good at getting you're very good at hitting your numbers. There's an argument to say that the numbers aren't big enough, as in like you are. So you're making the you're almost making the numbers fit the target. Sort of, yeah. But I think I know what it is internally for me. Being honest, it's 
I know sort of nine months into the year or six months into the year whether I'm on track and then my aggressiveness speeds up okay. uh, to hit my number. But what it also probably means is I think, great, I've hit my number. So if I hit my number in Feb, I don't know what my attitude would be like in March and April. And that's a very big risk for a business owner is in if you're basically letting, if you're being a yes man and basically trying to hit target and any entrepreneur and myself included, I don't truly believe this would happen, but what would happen if you hit your target two months earlier? Would you sit back, sandbag deals until the following year? And if you do, you should quit. If, if that is how you think about your business, because then you basically have a job because that's what, that's what a manager has to do to the CEO. Here's my numbers. Uh, Mr. Boss Man, uh, I'm on track to hit target. Like a CEO's job is to grow the business. If you if you get yourself in the mindset of just hitting budget, uh, then you've basically got a job. So I know what's going to happen to me next year is I'm gonna I'm going to force myself to set an extremely aggressive target and see if I hit it. Because what tends to happen as an entrepreneur and people that f- fix problems is you find a way. You just find a way. We've always said it. We think about how do we grow the podcast numbers and we do some stuff and the podcast numbers scale. How do we sell more websites? And we just talk about selling websites and we get yeah. more website sales. <laughs> and how do we yeah. get more tool talk reviews? And we talk about that and we execute. Like, it comes down to focus. And mm, I, where I'm at now is I the, the sales issues that I've spoke about on this podcast, I think apply to everyone at all stages. If you're just trying to pay your wages, you still need to understand your sales cycle. Um, setting a budget don't make arguably mistakes that I've made and set a budget off base off where you think you can get to set a big fucking goal shoot for the stars yeah. and you might reach the moon because what's going to happen and the reason you don't do that in a board meeting situation is because you don't want that situation where you're 20% below budget every single month you don't want to have that conversation you want to go in like a winner but the thing is is would I rather be 20% below budget and have three X'd my target? Yeah. Or would I rather be 10% above budget and be plodding along as I've used on this show with inverted commas? Like, but how, do, how does that look to the board though for you to, to by setting lofty expectations yep. and underachieving, underachieving in air quotes, but yep. still technically smashing it if you were to have lower targets? Like does, does it turn the conversation into a negative? Adam, why haven't, why haven't you hit target? Or So my answer is, Likely, yes, but who gives a shit? Like, at the end of the day, if I am happy with where I am and I explain to people, like, listen, I'm going to set some big goals next year and I'm probably going to come in and I t- ahead of time. But one thing I've learned about myself in the last four years is I hit my budget. So I want to set a big budget. So don't be surprised. I'm going to come in here with some big targets. I'm going to come in here with some big ideas mm-hmm. of how I'm going to hit them and then setting the scene up front. And then if there's an issue, yeah, deal with it I, I've got to sleep on that and I'll work out my own way around it the risk the board is there to advise it is not there to run the business and that is a huge thing that you'll learn if you ever raise money Do, and I think I, I did a podcast on this like two years ago 18 months six months after we raised money I became a yes man for the first sort of six months after yeah. raising some money um, don't forget that the people on your board are there to support you not the other way around okay um, that's a long ass rant that's a long ass rant but you get my tone about where yeah, I'm at yeah. um, so I'm, I'm going to set some big goals next year and I'm going to work on better reporting of my full sales funnel not just deals closed because admittedly the budget is only affected by deals closed in the short term in the long term it's affected by the whole sales mm-hmm. funnel 
So just allocate some time. Make sure you're not spinning your wheels. Make sure you're putting the effort in the right places. Mm -hmm. Closing and hunting and farming. Exactly that. Exactly that. I feel like we 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 splitting this onto another show. Yeah, like what, what, we're what we'll do. do is we will wrap this one up, guys. Thanks for so much for listening. Uh, we will get back to listener questions uh, next week. Now, uh, again, if you want to send a question in, send it to Harrison at experttrades.com. Uh, we've also got we've also had loads of submissions to be on the show. We've, as you know, have been so busy. We will be. I will be personally reaching out to you guys after we finish recording today. We'll wrap it up here and we're going to move on to uh, why Adam's still so glum. <laughs> <laughs> but well, having Rob on the show, if you haven't listened to Rob's yes, show, yeah. first guest we had in the office. No, no, sorry, that's not true. First guest we had in this office in Tamworth. <laughs> uh, I've had some really, really good feedback on that show, which has been great. Um, go back and listen to that if you haven't yep. listened to it so far. Um, and guys, on Instagram, get in contact. We That's basically the easiest way to follow around what mm. we're doing. You can see the stupid little champagne breakfast that me and Harry did this morning, celebrating a record number that we had a little milestone for the podcast. And thanks to you awesome people that have got this far along of me rambling mm. uh, of today's show with a little bit of a mood still on. Uh, it's because of you guys. And we're going to get to reading all of the ratings and reviews that we've got on iTunes. If you haven't done that yet, go into iTunes and leave us a review. Make sure it's five stars or please don't waste your time. <laughs> <I'm checking>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, submit your questions in. We, we're going to dedicate probably a full day at a weekend at some point, answer all those questions and get Definitely. them knocked off. Speak soon.